0: All right, guys. Good to have you back. I'm sitting across the table with my good friend here, Gary Hale. Um, Gary, I'm enjoying this Dominican weather uh, right now.
1: It's been a little bit cold. I mean, for here, for San Pedro, right? It was. I mean, you're talking like upper fifties, lower sixties.
0: Yeah, the other day, my kids are all wearing sweatshirts in the morning, dude. And that's that's nice. crazy. <laughs>
1: That's and where green goes. What's up with that? Yeah, the blood has thinned.
0: And yeah, the the only problem with that is right about August we'll be like uh, won't have to salt our meat uh, when we cook it because all oh, the yeah. s- all the sweat that comes off your brow while you're cooking. Oh, for sure. <laughs> now
1: is uh, was it colder here than? I mean you, you got cold in Venezuela, didn't you? Don't you have mountains down there? Um, it did get a little bit cool sometimes in the mornings. Right. Venezuela
0: was a more dry heat. Um, yeah, it's and got so here. There's just tons of humidity here. So like in May, June here, it's just on you. You can't escape it. You can go yeah. under a tree and get a little bit cooler, but you just don't escape it. In Venezuela, if you're out in the heat, man, you feel it, it's very dehydrating, but then you can go, you know, sneak up under a tree somewhere and
1: you feel quite a difference. Yeah. So
0: uh, that's the, kind of the 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 differences between the two.
1: We're we're uh, our Venezuelans uh, always looking for the shade, like if you're out in the sunshine talking, like, not like they are here. Like no, no, yeah. that was something that really struck us too.
0: But Dominicans are darker skinned than most Venezuelans, and so I've asked. Uh, it's not a racial issue here to ask those kind of questions, and they're right. just like, no, we got black skin, it hurts. So yeah. I mean, here you will see somebody riding on a motorcycle or a past all the you call them scooter. And they have got a hoodie sweatshirt on. They've got gloves on. The hoodie sweatshirt is all the way down. This is middle of the summer when it's just hot, hot, hot. And yeah. they have the hoodie's the hood cinched up in front of their face. You can't even see their mouth or their nose. All you see is sunglasses. Right. And that's normal here because they'd rather sweat than, than feel yeah. The, the, yeah. the sun on their skin.
1: Yeah, and that, that's why they'll often they'll wear pants as well. I mean, also that and the mosquitoes. It helps keep the mosquitoes.
0: Well, yeah, and, and there's, there's like an the there's an hour here in the evenings when it's when the mosquitoes are bad. It's like six seven o'clock in the evening. You just get swarmed. So at least at our house, the, both of the houses. are first Feeding house, time. It's like six seven o'clock. We would see the at the first place. We'd just see them swarm the wall at six o'clock at night. You know, and then it's like yeah. at about seven thirty, they're gone. They just stopped in for a visit.
1: You know, get their... Yeah, I don't know. It was uh, about a year ago, or, or it was a certain time at night, and I looked up on the wall, and it was like all these mosquitoes were on the wall. So we had this uh, little electrical racket, you know.
0: Bought one uh, of those too.
1: Yeah, those are fun. Uh, if they're kind of delicate, though, I mean they, they break. But if you can keep them from you know banging and all that, you can get good juice out of that. You charge that up, and you just hit. You hit the mosquito and it fries them. Oh, I don't have the racket. Pop, pop, I pop, pop, I, pop. I got the i got the light thing. You know the zapper. All right. No, 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 I got the racket. Oh man, you go after them with the racket. And so the issue though, you got to be careful, like slamming into the wall because it'll break the racket. And yeah. so, um, you know, it just fries them. It's like pop, 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 pop. And so if they're flying through the air, you know, you just give them a forearm or backhand, and and you know, you watch them fry. I'm there's sure a, that's
0: fun. There's a YouTube video of a guy who uh, who took one of those and loaded up good with some fresh batteries he hot glued a towel around the edge and threw it on top of a yellow jacket mask <laughs> and, oh, wow. and it fried him I mean he just watched for a long time from a distance but you could hear him bzz, 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 oh, yeah. I mean, just frying them left oh, and yeah. right I mean,
1: you, when, you, when you go through there and you hit those mosquitoes and then they fall on the floor and they're you know they're spinning or whatever oh, yeah. that's on the tile so well, that's the,
0: and that's very gratifying especially when you see your own
1: blood come out of them and you're just like yeah got you back there bud yeah, exactly and, but what it is is the electrical part is hidden by just a little cage on both and it's like a two-sided cage yeah or a cage on each side of the racket and in the middle is the electrical part so that cage just protects you from um let me try something fun you, you know but when the cage gets kind of like dented in or something like that and mm-hmm. you have to get it out mm-hmm. I've, I've tried to do that because so that it'll work right because if not if short circuits you, yeah you push the little button and it's just you know and so when you do that and then you shock yourself it, it, it lights you up. Well, I mean, yeah, well, yeah. I yeah, mean, um, it's not going. It's not dangerous. But you know,
0: another fun thing to do is to take one of those, uh, take that, and you know, run it up and down the hair in your arm, and mm. it'll, it'll do the same thing.
1: Yeah, I haven't tried that. Yeah, I'll run, I'll run up on the hair on Allison's arm and see what she does. <laughs> <laughs> Allison's got hairy arms. You better watch
0: out, man. <laughs> see, Just we take it. We me. take it to the next level. Of my house. I've got uh, shot collars for my dog. So, uh, okay, yeah, I don't do, uh, yeah, I can't do that with my dog. Uh, well,
1: if you knew Just the, to teach him to obey. Oh yeah,
0: if you well, if you understood the personality of my dog, you would completely understand. Yeah, so, yeah. but my, my kids have decided to try to see what it feels like. So they put it on themselves before and then. Oh no. Yeah.
1: Yeah. How they like
0: it. Um, I think they're missing a few brain cells, but anyway, yeah. so well, Gary, we're, we're going to segue into a similar podcast from the one we just did, but I think uh, I'm gonna let you kind of do the intro on this one and uh, we'll kind of talk our way through it for the next 20 or 30 minutes or so.
1: Yeah, we were talking on a recent podcast about uh, repentance and faith. And so another topic that just kind of uh, came to mind was uh, over regeneration. Like when does, when does someone become regenerated? Now, uh, we have uh, friends and people who would say um, that regeneration occurs before salvation um, at some point in time. And, uh, of course, we would say we don't believe that. And, we, and we'd say why we don't believe that is because there's just not scriptural evidence for that. But uh, there are people that teach that you know, um, before a person puts their faith in Christ, they are regenerated. And what we would say is that regeneration happens at the moment of salvation. Uh, when someone truly repents and places their faith in Christ, um, they are um, birthed into the family, uh, as it will, or birthed into Christ. Um, as Jesus said, you must be born again. Um, that is happening uh, when that person you know, receives Christ. And it's a work. Um, you know, in John 3, Jesus says uh, you know, that is actually born from above, And so how does somebody born from above uh, when they're born again is born from above. So uh, how can that happen? Well, again, that's a work that God does, Mm -hmm. um, but it happens at the moment that we, um, so I guess what I was, what we were going, what we were talking about leading into this podcast off air was just uh, when does regeneration happen and, and what does it mean if it happens before salvation, I mean, before we place our faith in Christ, and what if it, you know, is it at the same time? How does one be regenerated? Why is regeneration uh, important in the first place? I mean, because somebody might be listening and be like, uh, I haven't even studied that. I don't even know what you're talking yeah. about. I mean, what are we talking about? So let me let me summarize for me,
0: and again, I referred to the previous podcast, uh, Understanding the Gospel. This is part of what I learned sitting from my being discipled by my father-in-law. Um, You know, in the garden, the Bible says in in the day that you eat thereof, you should surely die. Talking about eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Adam and Eve ate, and we know that they died spiritually. And then Adam was, what, 969 or 900 and some odd years, and he died. So we know physical death and spiritual death were a result of the fall. We also hear in the New Testament that you must be born again. Uh, Unless man be born again, he can't enter into the kingdom of God. So what do those mean? We don't find, per per se, body, soul, and spirit um, within Scripture, per se, but we find that in, in it, trichotomous, dichotomous. Uh, some people believe even two parts of man, three parts right. of man. Um, my father-in-law taught me, uh, and this is not something he calls this part absolute doctrine, but his philosophy of it is man is being created in God's image. God is a triune being. God created man as a triune being, body, soul, and spirit. Um, your body is obviously... <clears throat> Your body, your soul is kind of your personality. When people think of Gary, they don't think of your body. They think of things they've done with you, things, think, you know, things you've talked about. They don't just think about Gary's, mm-hmm. you know. And then your your spirit is the thing by which God communicated in, before the fall. So when that died, um, we read in Corinthians, you know, the natural man doesn't understand the things of God because they're, they're foolishness to him because they're spiritually discerned. He doesn't have a spirit to discern them. And so, as John the Baptist preached, you must be born again. The idea is you have to be born of the Spirit, you know, birth of the Spirit within you, so that there's a part of you that the Holy Spirit can communicate with you, God can communicate with you through the Holy Spirit.
1: That's how I was taught. Mm -hmm. And so that happens. So, because some of, uh, and I'm just trying to be gracious here. I mean, some of our friends, and, and these are people that we would agree on a lot of other stuff, but, you know, we you know, we come to a different conclusion as right. far as when the regeneration, uh, happens, the regeneration is, is, is essentially that being born again, uh, or being born from above. That's, that's when you are spiritually birthed. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that is something that you and I physically can't do. We can surrender our will, will in repentance and faith to Jesus Christ. And then he, he gives us Uh, life. He gives us new life. Okay. And so, um, why is that important? Well,
0: I mean, I am not, I'm a horrible person with facts, so I would never be a good debate person because I can't give you the exact facts, the issues. And again, like you said, I've got great friends on this other side of the aisle for a long time. I tried to study it myself to see if I could get there. I just couldn't get there. Um, the, the biggest issue in that is, There's a few pre whatever ideas that go into it. And one is that God must predetermine everything that that happens um and that is their definition of sovereignty and so therefore god has to regenerate man because man is completely incapable of anything
1: right so that that's a ramification that man is incapable of receiving because he's dead right they would take that argument that he's dead so he cannot respond to the gospel
0: but um i think that there's enough spiritual at least uh i'm trying to think of the guy's name in the new testament who so basically they say man because they're spiritually dead cannot um and that's coming from book, uh, the book of Romans. There's none that seeketh after God. Um, but it's not saying they can't seek after God. And see, here's here's the, to me, the weak link of the whole thing. This is where it's like a one legged table for me that this is where it falls is if sovereignty has to be defined as absolute complete. And I always use the word manipulative control. In other words, nothing happens without the, the uh, decisive control. Um, then you know, I don't even see that definition in anything else that we know. I was used in Venezuela as I talked kind of against this a little bit was, you know, you might call, we, we use the term in royalty, we use the term as a sovereign and royalty. Okay, if a president of whatever, you know, whatever country walks in somewhere, I used it in Venezuela, Nicolas Maduro, if he walks in, does he have the ability to kill everybody in the room? Yes, he can. If he wants to, he has that authority. Do, must he kill everyone in that room to maintain that authority? No, <laughs> he walks in and walks out with the same authorities. If he walks in and guns, everybody down, walks out. He's still president of the Republic of the uh, Republic of Bolivariana, whatever it is of Venezuela. Okay. But if he walks in and greets everybody, he still has the potential. Mm-hmm. He's just not ex- exercising the potential. to it's fullest, but it doesn't mean he doesn't have that power. He totally has that power. All he has to do is snap a finger and everybody's gone. Does that change his authority? no, he doesn't have to exercise it to the absolute fullest in order to, in order to, to maintain that. And so I, I look at Philippians 2 uh, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even at the cross. You know, he, Jesus, it, he submitted to the will of the father. He didn't do his own will. I, there's just so much in it. The other thing I think is if God is responsible for all that, and I go from Genesis to Revelation, he almost seems a bit bipolar. <laughs> mm-hmm. if, you ha- if you have to be in determinate control of all- at all times, then why is there so much mess-ups and sin? It's, um, because the, what we're told is that's to glorify him. Mm-hmm. But how does that... So how does... How, I, it's just like if you took out all the mess-ups then
1: we would have very few pages of scripture and it would make a whole lot better of a story. Right. And then the, the other side of that is, I mean, it's almost like you commit to a, you commit to a system of, uh, of interpretation. And so now you've got to twist a whole bunch of things to get there, to make it all work out. So if you believe that uh, God, because, because then that goes into foreknowledge. Uh, If God knows, then it's determinative You know what happens is because he has done it. Then you would have to go back, back up to the garden. Just very simplistic. God knew that Adam and Eve was going to sin, so He determined that they were going to sin exactly. And now you're in. I mean, James is very clear, right? Right. That uh, he he does not, he he cannot be tempted, nor can he tempt uh, anyone. And so if so, now you've got to do this gymnastics about that God somehow everything that happens happens because He has determined for it to happen, but yet He's not responsible for it to happen because somehow He's allowed us us to do what we would naturally want to do anyway, but right. yet he, I mean, see how we're bending over. Well, <laughs> I mean, and, and I'll,
0: I'll be honest with you. There are some verses out there that sound like they fit that system. There's a right. few, there's a few verses that do sure. that. But um, I was challenged in my first evangelism class two years ago by a girl in the class and she threw out a whole bunch of verses and I wrote them down and I spent about 40 hours one week, literally. I mean, it was all day long uh-huh. and I studied out each one of those. And do you, do you know, and, and I guess, Listen, Baptists, we get in trouble for proof texting all the time. Yeah, sure. But I did find out that those, there was a lot of those that, if you understood the Jewish mindset, and this is another thing that I'm sharing with the, the group, the 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 university students in our Bible study, if you understand the Jewish mindset, you'll understand these things much better. Because, like in John, where it says, "All that my Father gives me," well, I don't, I don't personally believe that. God selects certain people for salvation and others not. Because I believe in John 3.16, he loves the whole world. I think that salvation has been made available to all. But that verse sounds like God's picking out certain people. When I did some research on that verse, there's a very acceptable uh, interpretation for that. and Basically, it was this. The Jews didn't accept Jesus as the Messiah. Mm -hmm. And so basically what what a few commentators had said was what Jesus was saying is if you don't believe in me then you don't believe in the father basically because you're not believing he's he's validated me so if you don't believe in me and so it's kind of a roundabout argument saying the ones that God gives them are the ones are the ones that it's not so much he's giving them; it's that they believed in the, what the Father has said about the Messiah, and so by believing the Son, then then they believe what the Father has said. Mm-hmm. I thought it was an excellent explanation for it, and I'm not giving it good enough uh, credence the way I'm putting it out there. But but it was a it was a, in every verse or passage that I've been taken to, including Romans nine through eleven, there are just absolute to me. There are easy explanations that would make it parallel with the rest of Scripture. Uh-huh. And so and one of the hermeneutical principles that we have to do is, is you know, you've got to consider the, what, who is the author? What was the author trying to say? Who is he speaking to? I mean, all those things play into our hermeneutics. Uh-huh. And I feel like on, the, on that other side of stuff, they throw out a lot of that because, as you said, the system interprets the Bible instead of the Bible interpreting the system.
1: Yeah, sure. And, and I would say, uh, because I've, I've read and heard, uh, people from that persuasion talk about, you know, there's a certain point where they say, well, um, you know that's just a mystery of God we can't understand, mm-hmm. and I would say yes, there are mysteries we can't understand. We're not God, so it's a, we both agree that there are some sure, mysteries. Sure. So where do you put that mystery? I think the mystery, part of that mystery, where we basically have to stop and say I, I really can't explain it any further on this sovereignty issue, is the fact that He is still moving a master plan along, and within that He gives us the free will to make to make decisions. And I see the mystery and, and throughout. I mean. Otherwise, I mean, look at when Joshua. As for me, I mean, you you decide this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. There is clearly a choice there, and throughout Scripture, there is this parallel track. Right, God's uh, God's moving the, the 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 master story along. He reserves all rights to be and in, come involved in it as he wills, like uh, the road to uh, you know, just like Paul. Uh, when when he steps in and he does it, but what he did was not normative. He's not doing that. Well, you know, blinding light to all these people
0: within that line of thinking. Of from the other side, my father always asks a question. He says, um, "Does God always get his way?" I'm throwing that to you, man. Does God always get his way?
1: Well, if he, yes, I mean, if he if he <laughs> if he if, he's, if, uh, if he determines now, but at the same time. Uh, I mean, nobody can resist. Who can resist God? So you, you see what I'm saying. Well,
0: Matthew 23:37, Jerusalem, of Jerusalem, I would have gathered you as a hen would have gathered your chi- her chicks, but mm. you would not.
1: Right. So mm. if he allows within his sovereignty for you to reject him or to decide not, then yes, in that sense, in no. a sense, he
0: gets sure. his will. But in a sense, they did. He didn't get what he wanted because he wanted to gather him as a hen would gather his chicks, but they would not. Which shows that he clearly gave them a choice. Is not
1: willing that any should perish. And he, here's what I'm saying uh, yeah.
0: too. Which God's bigger? Because the the God on the other side says, Okay, sovereignty has to mean this. And so there is no such thing as foreknowledge. It has to be foreordaining. Right. And there's a lot of bait and switch phrases in that stuff too that yeah. that that are very so it can't cannot be foreknowledge. It has to be foreordaining. So which God is bigger? A God that must foreordain everything? Right. Or a God that can foreknow everything. Right. And still, work within the parameters yeah. of that.
1: That's much a higher. I think that's a higher view of God. Sure.
0: And so, what I want to give to them, and I appreciate them that, and I think that, that this is actually a historical kind of damage that's happened to the church is when easy believism, believism rose up in the church in the seventies and eighties, and and we're out in you know the streets and bus routes and all that kind of stuff. and There's nothing wrong with those things, but but everybody was getting saved, and then here you are in the two thousands. Where are those people? Mm-hmm. And so I think I think there was a I read and I wish I remember where I read it, but some one author said that he says he felt like that system really kind of started to. It's it's 500 years old, uh-huh. but it, it, it these people started going well. this easy believism stuff. Sure isn't working because people are not changing. Uh-huh. So there's got to be something else to it, and that's where the pendulum swing. I in my opinion went far the other way, and so um, yeah, because the bait and switch to me like you know total depravity for example is. Defined as total depravity, but as you get into it, it's, it's explained as total inability. Right, and so um, in all those things, I believe in foreknowledge. God knows who is going to get oh, yeah, saved
1: for sure. It's not a surprise. It's not an open. It's not an open theology in the sense of He doesn't know the end.
0: No, yeah. and, and for instance, there was he elect. Uh, Israel was was God's elect, right. very clearly from Scripture. Does that mean all of Israel is saved? No. There's angels who are elect. Right. Use that term with angels. Uh, right. is every I mean it, it, angels even pertain to salvation. The Bible talks about how they, they would, you know, love to understand what we we underst- or what we we experience and all that. So um I spent years and years and years so my my final conclusion is Paul preached repentance and faith as they preach repentance and faith when somebody genuinely understands what repentance is and gives their life to to Christ and surrenders their life to him and then believes what Jesus did on the cross by faith to pay for the price they couldn't pay. I believe at that moment is when they are regenerated. Right.
1: That's the conclusion of the matter. So we're done, but no, (laughs) no, but but, uh, actually, I mean, you could look at it as it's very similar to the whole God satisfying his justice argument that, that, that you presented on, on the repentance side. Okay. Well, at the moment of salvation, um, God is actually doing something spiritually also you see what i 'm saying, just mm-hmm. like on the uh, at the cross he 's doing something to satisfy his wrath he, you know um, in 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 placing your faith, God is also doing something he 's doing something spiritually that I think, I think
0: you can appeal to the whole mystery on that one perfectly because, as we said before, again, my father and I disciple me, but when we talk about the conviction of the Holy Spirit, for example okay. Um, we know in Corinthians, I think it's 1st or 2nd Corinthians 2.14, it says the natural man doesn't receive a thought of the things of the, or, uh, God because they're spiritually discerned. Um, that's yeah. a paraphrase. Because he doesn't have a spirit, he doesn't understand spiritual things. So there is some some type of miraculous thing that happens in the power of conviction t- towards salvation because before that person has a spirit, they understand the conviction of the Holy Spirit regarding salvation. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how it works. I'm willing to appeal to mystery on that one because a court, if I if I take it literally, there's no way they can, if they don't have a spirit at that point, understand the things of God. Mm-hmm. And actually that verse would be a good throwback at the whole thing anyway because if, if regeneration, I don't know, it precedes faith. I mean, how do they the, – the understanding of spiritual things to me is – it, that's a little bit of a, a mystery but yeah that's a stretch
1: and and yeah so you you also have um i've also heard people say well you know there's this emphasis on there being a point in time you know it's really uh you are progressively but I, being saved and i and i would say well in a sense Yes, your body will eventually be saved uh, when it's glorified. You know there is a sense of what we would just call sanctification, where you're growing in that. But there is—it's very clear that there there is a moment. When you yeah. are spiritually born. And so if you, if you take away that to say, and, and really what it was at, it was an attack on the whole easy believers and stuff. And it yeah. was like, no, this is kind of progressive. And there's no moment that you have to call upon the n- name of the Lord per se. It's what you do, what you're doing basically is you continue to follow Christ and somewhere in there you're saved. But I think that's deficient because while it's trying to, I mean, you mentioned the pendulum while you're trying to correct It's an overcorrection.
0: Yeah, I think think. the best explanation for that is neither you nor I are going to know exactly when that moment is. And and I I, don't—I mean, this might get me shot—I don't think that somebody has to necessarily pray a specific prayer. I think it's a surrendering of their heart. And so maybe even— Maybe even so persons not gonna know that eleven oh three on such and such a date, maybe maybe as God's working on their heart and and over a weekend they're just really convicted and and, you know.
1: But there is a moment from a moment in time when that regeneration actually happens. Theologically
0: I've been taught the three tenses of salvation, just like you mentioned, was I was saved or that was the time in, in which the spirit was born within me. I am being saved. And that is the process of sanctification I'm involved in right now. And I will be saved. And that's when Christ comes again and we're united with him and we'd rule and reign with him for all eternity. Then that is, we're now being saved from our body of flesh. Right. So those are the three tenses that I learned.
1: So if there is something, uh, just throw out another thing there that, uh, somebody brought up to me uh, years ago and it was it kind of got me, got me thinking because we often say, well, it's the old, it's the old nature in me, you know, but really, if you consistent, it says that all old things are passed away. Hold all things have become new. So, uh, what is it to l- live a fleshly life? Is that the old nature, or is that the residue from you know the the, the tainting of sin? In, you know, in, in our in our I mean, body.
0: I think Paul talks about that in Romans seven. The things he wants to do. So I don't think. I mean, the, clearly we see through Scripture that we're always going to have that that. Um uh, fight with our flesh. We're never, you know, it's never until. But the
1: flesh is different from the nature.
0: Okay, gotcha. Uh, so and, then, yeah, in,
1: in thought. So the thought being that when you receive the Lord, there's a uh, there's a death, and there's a. There's a, there's a
0: birth. Death, but this is, and again, to me, I, I used to look at all this stuff. It's so complicated, but the pictures yeah. are beautiful. What do you do? What is, what is, why do we baptize then? The picture of baptism is so beautiful because it is, we say, uh, so-and-so I baptize in the name of the father and the son of the Holy spirit buried in the likeness of his death. OK, dying to yourself, you're giving a public testimony to everyone there. Jason's dying. I'm going under the water. That's it. I'm done with me and raised
1: to walk in newness of life. I'm raising. He's king now. He's right. on the throne. So the, the point was, which I which I take it, um, you know, maybe I haven't worked out all the semantics, but uh, I thought it was a good point is that, look, when you receive Christ, there's a death. There's a birth. Yeah. There's a death to the old nature. Agreed. And that that now there's a new new nature. There's life in you. So when somebody sins, what they're essentially doing is they're deciding by their will that they're that they're getting back into I mean they're they're obeying their, their fleshly stuff, but it's not the old life. The old life is past. No,
0: and see, you know what's cool is Colossians two, six says, as you therefore receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. you know how he wants us to walk? Repentance of faith. You know how we got saved? Repentance of faith. He wants us. So what does that mean? Every day I have to die to myself. I have to decide he's still, because, because the flesh keeps wanting to creep up. Right. But it's not the old nature. It's not the old nature. It's flesh flesh wants to creep up. And I have to say, nope, he's still on the throne and I'm trusting in the finished work of Christ, not in what I can do. And that right there should abolish all legalism (laughs) because when we understand it's the finished work of Christ on the cross. I want to be so careful at the end of this and say I have great respect for all my friends who, within that belief system, I will say one thing: they Mm -hmm. they have a very high view of God, very high view.
1: Yeah, sure. That's what they because in so many other areas and other topics and even how they care their lives. I mean, I yeah, yeah, they do.
0: But I just can't get there on so many of those things because of as, as I've dug deeper and. I have, I'm not proud of this, but I have debated it some like in Facebook and places like that. I'm not so proud of that. How'd that turn out? Well, <laughs> never as you thought. No. And number one, you, you're never going to pin two of them down that believe exactly the same thing. Right. Um, And it, it it ends up being, it doesn't end up being a theological discussion, it ends up being an intellectual discussion. And right. so then it just turns into pride and, and all that i can 't get there on all those things. Um, I believe in a big God, and I believe he loves me. I believe his offers I believe John three sixteen is genuine i don 't think I need to read anything into that. I think when it talks about the cause you know he loves yeah. the world, he loves everyone that the offer of salvation is genuine to everyone um, but um, i don 't believe he picks ones and others um, i, I, believe-
1: I think that's. I think that 's my trouble with uh, that system is that when you hear them preach the gospel many many of them they would preach it like we do but yet when you're in the classroom or when you're in a personal conversation they wax very eloquently and very i mean they're very determined to let you know that oh no not everybody can get but when they're in front of a pulpit and they're front of a crowd and to me just to me it comes across very it's a lack of integrity I would rather you, if you're committed to that and you're going to tell me about this in private conversation and in classrooms, you're going to teach me all about how, you know, not everybody can receive the Lord and all that. Well, then be honest enough in front of your big church to say, I need you to know, sure. not all of you yeah. are, are going but, to, you, you can't be.
0: You got to be able to say that to your family too.
1: Right. And yeah, exactly. You got to so sit down in your living room with your kids and say, me, I love you guys, but it's maybe inconsistent to me, it's an academic intellectual well, and, but then there's what they presented. That's why way. I say
0: to me, it's the one week leg because because of this leg right here that says the sovereignty must be defined in this way, right. then God must, it must be total inability and not total depravity. Right. It must be unconditional election because he has to be the active, of m- I always use manipulating, but he has to be the active controlling force and all those things. None of those things have choice or will involved in any one of those. Right. So because of that, every one of those five points have to be completed basically by him, even till what we even confuse on, you know, persevering in it's no, he perseveres me. There's no, there's no interactive process of sanctification. It's you're being
1: persevered. Right, persevered, yeah, And, you know, you get into, I mean, here's one just to, I'll just leave you this little nugget. Uh, you know, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. You know, for by grace are you saved through faith. And not none of yourselves. It is a gift of God. I didn't know you were waiting for me to fill that one in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, I actually lost my mind. <laughs> like, I've already quoted it me. once or twice. I'm like, do I jump in no, here? But, but here's the thing. Uh, a lot of people say, well, see, the gift of God is faith. But really, and you can study this out, I mean, get your lexicon, a a Greek lexicon, Um, the gift does not align with faith in the Greek, so the gift cannot be faith, and so people of that persuasion will say, see, it's right there. But ones that know that you know, they won't use that argument. But, but the ones the, that don't, they'll say the gift is faith. God gives you faith to believe back in him. But again, God has to do everything. And what we're saying is that, no, he's still sovereign, but within that he allows us.
0: It's to, just my definition know. of sovereignty is what I feel like a more biblical definition of sovereignty yeah. than what theirs is, because God is almost like pulling his hair out because he's got to do everything so demonstratively where I'm saying he's big enough where he has every potential. I'm not doubting him in a second. He can speak. He can snap his fingers. He can do whatever he wants, and we're done. There's nothing that withholds, withholds him from his power. But within his power, which he has shown us throughout, he's shown restraint. He showed restraint when he didn't just destroy the Adam and Eve in, the, in that time. Very, even, even before the fall, he showed restraint. He gave Adam and Eve dominion and uh, what was it? He gave them dominion and uh, authority in the garden. To, why do, you don't think God could name some animals? Right. You know what I'm saying? Who, who's going to be the smartest one there to name animals, Adam or, or God? I think the whole thing is throughout all, and, and again, another thing my father taught me was delegated authority or delegated responsibility. God has throughout all that has delegated. And so in salvation or relationship with him, he's delegated me the responsibility of repentance, that's then that's how I see that is is within his sovereignty he made the decision that for this relationship I have to repent and he's given me that ability but it must be my choice yeah so
1: amen yeah, well I'm glad we're on the same page <laughs> <laughs>
0: well this is and these are good there's a good thing is because we've I did talk about this a lot in my Romans class yeah. um and again this is one thing I told the university students and I'll wrap it up on this but understanding Jewish mindset helps with a lot of this stuff. Because when you understand that the Messiah was right in front of them, but they saw the Messiah as a conqueror and somebody who's going to come in and deliver them for the from the Romans, it was a very, very selfish, you know what I'm saying? Then it really opens up your eyes when you're reading in Romans chapter nine. And basically God says in there so many times, who's, who's the potter to say to the clay? you know, because the Jews are like, they, because they were God's quote unquote, chosen people, they thought they can tell, they could tell God, God, you can't do that because we're your chosen people. You, you know, you have to, you have to abide by the rules. And then he was like, uh, excuse me, I'm the potter. I I make the clay, you know, who are you to tell me how to form what, what the thing that's formed, how's it going to tell the potter? No, it's very clear. So the Jews were like, well, you can't go to the Gentiles because you have to, you know, um, I'm God and you know, I can do whatever I want to. So that Jewish mindset, I think once another thing my father-in-law taught me, once I understood that, man, so many passages come alive as we're watching the chosen, so much of them. They're so confused. They, there's the Messiah right in front of them, Mm -hmm. right smack in front of them. And you still, still see him snap, snap back into the, you know, we got to, this is a, this is a militia thing. We got to protect them. We got to this, that and the other. They don't see. And Jesus is clearly now in third seasons, basically letting them know he ain't going to be around with forever. You know, so it's just, it's, it's very interesting. But I think once you understand the way the Jews thought and thought about the Messiah, and yet being God's chosen people, they thought that they could put God in a box and God, and that's why the, the, salvation, he, the salvation was to go to his chosen people in the beginning. Mm-hmm. He sent them out to his own people, he sent them out to the Jews first and then the Gentiles. Right. But they rejected him, and so they sent him out beyond. So, anyway i just waxed eloquent didn't i yeah i thought you i thought you did do we need to i was i was in awe I, I need to program some invitation music and maybe some my surrender all on this and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> operators are standing by right right. anyway yeah, make so, your way to the aisle right now yeah we'll send you a. Uh, uh, we'll send you a hanky that both gary and i have laid on top of and prayed I holy sweat you, over and uh no, whatever <laughs> no, it's cold here yeah it's, yeah and here right now are you cold
1: no, I'm just talking about in the climate. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Night and all that. We're not sweating at all.
0: No, not right now.
1: We'll have to wait until the summer. When yeah, really
0: yeah. Then we'll really sweat on no, some so, of us. Uh
1: Yeah, I hope you've enjoyed the podcast, and we're just trying to you know talk about issues that are coming up, and and hopefully stuff yeah. that encourages them too, man. Something yeah. they can put in their back pocket, or at least think about. Yeah, sure. And th- this is you know this is something that's good to talk through and, and and bat it back. I think uh, you know what I loved about the discussion is that uh, at least. I feel in my heart I, and I and I get this from you too um you know it's we're trying not to be arrogant about it I mean here's what we what we believe right you know and we see that there's some differences uh we're not trying to lob grenades or anything like that but obviously you got to sh- share you know what what it is and I like how you put it I just couldn't get there you know I've, I've studied this I I just couldn't get there and this this is why uh I think it shows a humility in I mean there are certainly going to be some things that when we get to heaven we're going to be wrong on absolutely we have to now i don't think that we're wrong on this but where, where where do we ever admit okay now this i could be wrong on i mean there certainly the order of every little detail of of what is what in the, you know revelations i i'm safe to say i'm probably going to have some wrong answers you know in the in the very end but there's some other things that that we may just we, we may have wrong. So there's a humility, uh, though I know what I believe and why I believe it. There's a humility to say, you know what? Ultimately, I don't sit in judgment of that other person. No, and I think you could easily
0: say with conviction, I can't get there because of this verse and right. this verse and this Correct. verse. So I'm, I'm not going to get there, but I respect your. I The one thing you said, and, and this is, I guess, what I'll end it for me, that I think is funny is all those people that, have, <laughs> that are friends of mine that have said that, have preached some of the best messages on repentance that I've ever heard in my life, and yeah. I'm just like, if if you really truly believe to the John Tittle what you say you believe, then it's you 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 have no skin in the game. It's all what God decides to do.
1: It, it's funny because I've thought many times <clears throat> I've heard some of the best messages from them, and then I think that sometimes uh, some of our friends act more like in the way they don't present the gospel or the way they they act in ministry. It's like, oh, they're the ones that seem like they have a, a predetermination sort of you know what I'm saying? Yep. It's like some of the yeah. some of the best that, that I would agree with their approach and how they do it and how they preach and, and how they're going to to everybody are actually from a different persuasion than the people that, that theologically are on the same page of ours actually act like they believe what the other people say. It's to me it's
0: it's Well, it's God's will. It's God's will. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You hear that a lot, but you don't, have, you don't hear justification for that. And again, I want to clarify when I said, you know, does God always get his way in, in the sense that he has the ability to, I think he has absolute shut down anything down at any moment. He could force anything oh, yeah, at any sure. moment. I just don't think he has to, to be sovereign. So when he says well, he can allow others Jerusalem, I would have gathered you as a hen would have gathered his chicks, but you would not. I think he, he delegated them the ability to be able to say no.
1: It's not love. If it's,
0: it's not reciprocal
1: and manipulate if it's manipulated right, where you have to, I mean, it's love is a, is a choice.
0: Well, and, and beyond that, now you take the 10,000 foot view of scripture and you look at it like God messed up a whole lot of people's lives just to prove a point. That's a lot of ink and a lot of pages. It seems like he was a little bit bipolar. <laughs> I mean, it's a, <laughs> I'll let you end on that. <laughs> <laughs> Send no. a hate mail to G no, no. no, no. <laughs> So anyway, I hope I don't get in trouble on that last one. I hope this has been encouragement to you guys, Gary and I. are smiling, looking at each other like uh, we probably should have ended this about 30 seconds ago. Yeah, well,
1: you can hit it in the edit if you want to. I, I can cut it out at the end.
0: All right, guys, thanks for being with us. I hope this has been encouragement to you. Uh, regardless of what side of the aisle you fall on, keep being a student of the word uh, and then um, be convicted and be dig deep, man. Dig deep and know what you believe. Thanks for being with us. Have a good day.